In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sometimes something happens, and it changes everything. A little over 14 years ago, I stood at an altar with my wife-to-be, Natasha. We faced each other, we said our vows, we exchanged rings. The pastor pronounced us husband and wife. In a moment, at least in the grand scheme of a life, that day something changed. Something happened. Six years later, we were at a hospital, and our first child, Zoe, was born. Three years after that, Jonah was born. Ever since then, life has been changed. Everything changes, of course, when you have children. Because sometimes, something happens, and everything changes. That's what the prophet Isaiah is getting at today in chapter 35. When God comes to save... Everything changes. And if you read the chapters both before and after Isaiah 35, you can understand why God would want to bring change, why the people of Israel would in fact welcome a change. Isaiah comes to foretell God's judgment on Israel and the surrounding nations for their rejection and their rebellion against Yahweh himself. There would be death and destruction. War, invasion, exile, captivity. Dark days ahead on the horizon for Israel. But sometimes, something happens and everything changes. God sent a prophet, Isaiah, to deliver a simple yet comforting message that would change everything for Israel and for us too. A promise to hold on to and cling to when everything in the world around us seems to go wrong. See, when God comes to save, he changes everything. Creation itself, Isaiah says, changes. Notice how he preaches about the land, how he depicts the Lord's coming like an eternal spring after a dead long winter, like a new Eden, only better, a new creation that will not fall, that will not fade, where nothing fails. The wilderness that once was brown and ugly and deserted and barren and dangerous and inhospitable will explode with blossoms and flowers. Burning sand will become a soothing pool of water. Thirsty ground will give forth thirst-quenching water, a spring gushing and flowing. The wasteland will become a blanket of grass and reeds and rushes. When God comes to save, creation itself is changed. But not only creation, Isaiah says also God's creatures. His people too will be changed. Strength for weak hands and feeble knees. Calm and peace for anxious and troubled hearts. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the the lame will leap and jump like a deer. The tongue of the mute will sing for joy when God comes to save Everything changes. Isaiah then moves on from creation to preach about a highway, which in the ancient world was also fraught with danger, maybe a bit like our history lessons on the Oregon Trail, full of wild animals and death and disease and thieves and robbers at every turn. But everything, of course, changes when God comes to save. A highway will be there, Isaiah declares, and it will be a road and it will be called the way of holiness. It will be safe. Travelers will be protected. 
The redeemed will walk there. The ransomed of the Lord will return and come back and come home to Zion with singing. And then all fear and all worry, all doubt and all suffering will be gone. Nothing but a memory. Perhaps not even a memory. It will just simply disappear. It will be replaced and changed. Changed to everlasting joy that will be upon their heads. And gladness will fill their voices and their hearts. Isaiah declares to Israel and to us that when God comes to save, everything changes. But still we wonder, when? When will that happen? When will that be? No doubt Israel, they wondered that too. Jerusalem was destroyed. They saw its destruction with their own eyes. They wept by the waters of Babylon in a foreign country. They waited in exile. When will God come to save us? But sometimes, something happens and everything changes. 700 years or so later, something would happen that would change everything. A manger in a stable of Bethlehem wouldn't seem to be anything out of the ordinary in a small farming village. But one night, one particular night, one child is born named Jesus. Just as the angel told Joseph to name him, he's named Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. It means the Lord, Yahweh himself, saves. And so there in that ordinary town, in a feeding trough, in an ordinary stable, everything changes. Jesus is born. The Christ has come for you. He is Emmanuel, God with us. The glory of the Lord foretold by Isaiah now is revealed in human flesh for you. God has come to save. And that changes everything. It certainly did for anyone who came in contact with Jesus in his ministry. For when Jesus comes into their life, everything changes. A man born blind, who had never seen anything but darkness, meets Jesus, the light of the world, and he can see. I was blind, but now I see, he says, as he thanks and praises Jesus. Or a man named Zacchaeus, one of those tax collectors that were of ill repute, nobody liked in Jesus' day. They were conniving, they overtaxed, they took money for themselves in self-serving ways. Well, he climbed a tree to get a better look at Jesus. Come down, Zacchaeus, Jesus said, for I'm coming to your house today. And that night, everything changed for Zacchaeus. Salvation in human flesh came to his house. Then he was changed. He gave away the money he had cheated. He was a new man. Or the woman caught in adultery. Or another one, a prostitute. Both came to Jesus, and as he came into their lives, everything changed. The prostitute wept at his feet, dried her tears with her hair. The woman caught in adultery goes away completely and totally forgiven. Or a paralyzed man, let down through the roof of a house, who walks, footloose and forgiven. You see, this is what happens when God comes in Jesus for us. He comes to save us, and everything changes. The healings, the teaching, the miracles, it all leads to the cross. The place of blood and sweat and agony, a place where Jesus suffered our pain, took our death, and yet a place where the greatest change of all time happens and takes place. For as Jesus hangs on the cross, 
Everything changes for us. Our judgment, our sin and death is placed upon Him and He in exchange gives us forgiveness, life, salvation. The same is true for Jesus' resurrection from the dead as well. We're used to people, well, not being changed. Most of the time, dead people stay dead. The tomb stays full. The body stays in the ground. But not Jesus. Jesus' empty tomb changes everything for us too. The stone is rolled away. There is new life. New creation. A new genesis. That way, when Jesus does come again, as he promised to do, he comes to save. And to change everything again, once and for all. No more weeping. No more suffering. No more sin or death. All of it will be gone. Changed in a moment, Paul says, in a twinkling of an eye. And Christ will return and the dead will rise. But in truth, that change has already begun in each of us. For when Jesus comes down to us, and He does, He changes us. Baptism changes you and saves you and cleanses you, gives you a new birth again by His water and Word and Holy Spirit. A similar thing happens when we receive the Lord's Supper, when we come to His altar, when we kneel or when we stand, a little bread, a sip of wine. But every time we receive Jesus' body and blood, everything changes again for us. His Word does the same thing too. Every time His Word is heard or read and received, He is busy changing us. You see, when God comes to save, everything changes. He came in the manger and on the cross and out of the tomb and will come again to save you. He came to the font for you. He comes to the table and comes to His Word to save you. When Jesus comes to you with His forgiveness and His promises, everything changes. And in Jesus, this joyous Advent and Christmas season to come, everything has changed for you in His birth, in His life, and death and resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.